This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Hey there, hi there, ho there, everyone. My name is Adam Ritz. This is the Adam Ritz Show. Jay Baker is joining me on the telephone. Hi, Jay. How are you? Hey, I am doing great, Adam. It's another sensational week. I I really wanted to, uh, and you know this, uh, our listeners don't, but I really wanted us to do the show face-to-face this week uh, and not yet have you on the phone, uh, but... Uh, you and I are both battling a little bit of a, a head cold, and uh, so I think we're just, at least I can speak for me, I, I'm just lucky that I'm able to talk, let alone be in the same room with you. Uh, how are you feeling? You know, I'm kind of in the same boat. I got this little spring cold, and, you know, we all sort of sheltered in place during COVID, and a lot of us, you know, worked at home more, and uh, me working in radio is always hilarious because there's usually no one around me, so that's just fine. I like it that way. But uh, for some reason this year, spring cold, and I haven't had one of these for probably three, four years. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's been going around. I have a lot of the people here at the radio station, well, we're dealing with spring break and cold season. So the, the place is empty, <laughs> like you said. Sure. Uh, where you are is empty. Um it's almost like uh, I've been watching uh, The Last of Us. I don't know if you've watched that zombie oh, yes. uh, show, but I've you know there's a little bit of a uh, in the office today. I keep wondering if, if there's going to be a zombie float by in the in the in the corridor because the place is just empty. And excuse me while I clear my throat. <laughs> excuse me. Okay, now we're back. Well, you know, and, and during the COVID time period, you know, you and I know that people would get you know kind of spooked if people were like coughing or sneezing or oh and, yeah uh, so but that's normal uh for spring colds and winter colds and things like that but i think we've we've gotten out of the habit of just the conventional sneeze you know yeah and you're right when you sneeze or cough now i mean everybody looks at you like <laughs> you just yelled a, a, a profanity <laughs> Yes, they <laughs> tend to run in the opposite direction. Yeah. Well, I wanted to start the show today with um, a mention of the uh, tornado relief uh, for our friends in the in the Mississippi area in the southern states. We've had some severe weather recently and um, very damaging storms, uh, loss of life, and more. Um, so we wanted to give a mention of the Red Cross uh, website if you'd like to help and donate. It's redcross.org. Uh, and I've also learned that um, you can make a donation to the American Red Cross with the help of your smart device, Alexa. All you have to do is say, Alexa, make a donation to the American Red Cross. And, um, you know, I, I'm not. Do you use your Alexa like that? You know, uh, I do not. But I know that Alexa does a number of handy things. You know, I, I'm, uh, I guess, old school. And I just I like to turn on the light switch myself. So. You know, Alexa, adjust the house lights. Uh, I'm not there yet. So I, I don't know. I, I would just throw some caution. If you're going to use Alexa to make a donation, 
make sure you're speaking clearly. Otherwise, if you mumble it, all of a sudden you just gave away your 401k. <laughs> yeah. You better be clear. So uh, only I'm saying only use Alexa if you know what you're doing and you're familiar with how these smart devices work. Um, old school like myself or Jay, just head to redcross.org uh, to make your donation. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, uh, I've got some material on uh, tornado, becoming tornado aware because, as you said, deadly tornadoes have caused even a loss of life. In fact, as we are recording the show, five people were killed in Missouri last night. And, uh, you know, we've kind of grown into a setup where we've become because the ability to actually find, you know, to detect these storms, the technology is there. And we're so used to people warning us ahead of time that, you know, we don't add a month. <laughs> God, just as I'm starting. Oh, please. I can barely talk. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> God, this must sound so professional. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I should get a job in radio. No, no, oh, no. I mean, this goodness. is talk about relating to the listener because I'm sure oh. there's people in the car right now that are dying to cough as well, or they just they just had a coughing oh, fit right oh along my with goodness. you. Uh, at any rate, we have uh, we've grown so accustomed that uh, you know that there's always going to be watches and warnings in effect. And this is something that I think bears reviewing every year, the difference between a tornado watch and a tornado warning. Yes. If you are in an area where there is a tornado watch in effect, that means that conditions are suitable to produce strong storms. And basically, that just means that you need to remain aware that a strong storm could spring up in the watch area. If you hear a tornado warning, they're very specific at the National Weather Service. That means that a storm has been spotted in that area and that you should take cover immediately. And that's what they are really trying to get across to everybody. Because sadly, when there is a loss of life, it's because some of these communities do get hit and a tornado does not move in a predictable manner. No, uh, it's not like it moves, you know, southeast five miles per hour and then turns left on the state highway. It goes where it wants to go. And these storms can literally bounce around. And when they do bounce, they can cause catastrophic uh, property damage and then loss of life. So, you know, these are the types of storms that they do warn you about. And, you know, uh, the stories that you read are true. Some specific tornadoes can be more powerful than the most powerful hurricanes. We had a uh, tornado in our area last week, and um, we we go to the um, uh, broadcast television to watch the Doppler radar and the coverage, and right there on the screen, it's saying tornado warning, and then we hear the tornado sirens in our neighborhood, yes. and I mean, I would call that the double whammy. So if you see tornado warning, take cover. If you can, if you can hear the sirens, then uh, that's the double whammy uh, of tornado warnings. Um, so we did have some damage as well in our area. 
Um, I'm telling you, storm season is uh, like you said every year. You need to you need to take a a plan of attack with your family. Uh, The lowest level, uh, no windows. The innermost room in your house. If you don't have a basement, that's usually the uh, you know the closet under the stairs. Uh, If you don't have stairs, that's usually some sort of maybe the utility closet that's in the middle of your house. The innermost yes. room. Uh, definitely do some research. Get a plan of attack with your family, so that when you're sitting around eating popcorn some night and the and the warning hits, you'll know where to go and what to do. Yeah, you definitely want to be prepared. They uh, do recommend that you stockpile some fresh water and some food because you don't know how cut off from supplies you might be. So that's another thing to take into effect. Have a flashlight and extra batteries. Uh, A battery-powered radio is never a bad idea. Uh, Most radio stations, even the ones that are, you know, you and I have commented on the sometimes sad state of radio, even though this show is being enjoyed through radio transmission, Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes your local radio station is stop doing local programming, but... They are all set up, all radio stations are set up to repeat uh, weather warnings like tornado warnings. So even the most poorly run radio station has that ability to uh, send out a a single, golly, this is is a note to self. Here's a pro tip. When you're doing a show, Make sure you're sick. That's because that that's going to really maximize your ability to communicate to others. Oh my God, <laughs> you are cracking yeah. me up! I swear, no. you sound you sound fine. I mean, you really do. If you could just, oh. I know goodness. <laughs> what what you want to do is make sure that the uh, the meteorologist, when they're telling you the tornado is coming, make sure they're not sick, so that they can yes. speak clearly. So they can speak clearly. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, here here was kind of a cool thing to think about. Uh, make sure you have your prescription meds with you because, once again, you want to make sure that you're staying uh, safe with your medicines. Have a first aid kit. And then here's kind of a cool idea. You know, once again, this is uh, – you might feel a little awkward, but if you guys and your family have bicycle helmets – because we want to stay safe on our bikes, a bicycle helmet is not a bad thing to wear during a tornado warning because in case of falling debris or airborne particles, this will actually protect your head. That is such a great idea. And how could I have never heard that before? If the bicycle helmet can protect you from pavement if you fall off your bike, uh, then certainly it it can help you with some drywall. Well, there you go. And, and, you know, heaven forbid, like you said, you're actually in a room where there's flying debris. But I just thought bicycle helmet is an easy way to sort of increase uh, your protection level. So mm-hmm. it's something to think about. Great idea. Here's something weird. And I, you know, boy, when I first heard this as a kid, I was like going, no way. But they do recommend the National Weather Service and the Red Cross do recommend that you look around your property outside and develop a game plan so that if you were ever trapped outside during a tornado, you could get in a safe location. 
and safe locations outside tend to be uh, low-lying areas, even uh, head to a ditch if you can, cover your head. Uh, And I remember when I first heard that in high school, I was like, no way. But as an adult, I'm thinking, hey, a necessity is the mother of invention. If a dangerous storm were heading your way, sometimes if you're outside, you've got to go to the safest place that you can. And that's low. That's I agree with you about when you're a kid, you hear that and you're like, there's no way I'm lying in a ditch during a tornado. Uh, I'd much rather be inside the house or inside a vehicle rather than lying in a ditch uh, yeah. during a tornado. But but yeah, you you can see. I mean, just the way winds work and the way the swirling works, uh, you're safer down inside that ditch than if you were on topside uh, inside a vehicle that could be thrown. Uh, yeah, a few vehicles yards. Are, are are technically dangerous places to be during these big storms. Uh, so. And they also say for your outdoor environment, think in terms of removing projectiles. So think about uh, the type of lawn furniture that can be launched, uh, outdoor umbrellas and things of that nature. Stow those away if you can uh, prior to uh, a big storm coming your way. I had a, uh, this this week we had a storm and, my uh, my patio furniture uh, did a little dance on the deck, and I, I need a new patio table now because it's shattered. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's these storms. And, you know, we've had a lot of straight line wind here in the Midwest, which has been surprising. Yeah. Some 50 mile per hour gusts, and obviously that's not tornadic winds, but uh, and it does show you that potentially outdoor lawn furniture can become dangerous under the right conditions. Mm-hmm. And I think any outdoor party you've thrown at them has been potentially dangerous mm-hmm. and it had nothing to do with tornadoes. Yeah, most of the time when I'm on a deck, the, the table ends up shattered uh, anyway, sure, whether it's a nice day or not. Shattered. <laughs> or the potato salad has been left in the direct sunlight for far too long. Uh, you know, everybody knows that's a problem. Uh, <laughs> And then here's a silly thing. Become weather aware. Uh, look up some YouTube videos of these guys that do storm chasing and stuff. They love showing you what the sky looks like when a dangerous storm is approaching. Now, I do not advocate anybody become a storm chaser because that requires a lot of training and a lot of daredevilness. Mm-hmm. But just to be able to see what the sky looks like when things are not going well is very important and very helpful for you to become weather aware because obviously if those same sky conditions present themselves in your yard you want to be prepared to take that next step which is seek shelter immediately Mm -hmm. now here's going away from tornadoes adam let's go to the world of airports i know you fly a lot and you just came back from some trips. Yeah. But uh, Atlanta's Hartsfield Jackson Airport just recently re-became the number one airport in the world. Well, it's certainly got the traffic uh, and the population. Anytime you've traveled through there, it's, I mean, it's its own country, it seems. Oh, yes. 94 million passengers annually pass through Atlanta's airport. 94 million? 90 only 94 million wow yeah Yeah, that's 
That's a little bit more than the the Green Bay Regional uh, Airport in northern Wisconsin. Yeah, the uh, Door County Airport <laughs> takes the two-engine Cessna. Yeah, yeah, it's a slightly bigger than that. But uh, now the official list is Atlanta, Dallas, Fort Worth, Denver, Chicago O'Hare, which is still one of the big granddaddy airports. Have you ever gone through a Chicago O'Hare? I have uh, not as much as uh, Midway. I, I usually use Midway in yeah. Chicago, but uh, yeah, that's a that is a mess. I just these big airports are sometimes they're just a mess. It's worth it's worth going to the smaller airport um, just for your own sanity, almost. Yeah, well, Chicago here is so wonderfully old school. That's why I ask because it's just congestion on top of congestion. I always tell people that. Uh, if you're teaching yourself patience, that's a great airport to go to. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> that's just me. There is some concern. Uh, this is a sort of a summer traveling advisory. There's some concern that gas prices may jump up uh, unexpectedly over the next week to 10 days. Don't know if you saw that. I, but I heard that. Uh, that's not anything I was excited <laughs> to hear about. No, most people are not excited about that. The gas prices had stabilized somewhat. Uh, and, uh, you know, and of course, here in America, we promptly politicize every event. Now, it's uh, if, uh, if a bird lands on your fence, it'll be politicized. Well, Trust I, me, I bl- when gas prices go up, I blame you. Well, you got to blame somebody. Got to blame somebody. Got to blame somebody. Uh, if you had planned ahead better. I do laugh that at the height of when the gas prices shot up, that I have a very moderate car and filling that baby up was, man, you had to sit down before you looked at the final price. It's <laughs> like, oh my. So yes, we were definitely going in the wrong direction. May shoot up a little bit. Shouldn't shoot up more than about 30 cents per gallon, but do be prepared to see that. Part of it is the formulation of gas, believe it or not, because they change the gas from winter gas to summer gas. I was not aware that there was yeah, a seasonality to the to the gasoline. Yeah, they change. Uh, I think they put in a little lemon lime in the summer that uh, changes it a little bit. Just a, makes it a little zestier. Just a hint of lemongrass. Just a little um, lemongrass you know, in there. Jay, here's a little gas tip for you, and I this will not uh, affect your your. A budget or your bottom line at all it just might help your your mental health or your anxiety a little bit so you mentioned when you um you know, when the gas prices are high and you fill up your tank and you see that final number it's a big number and that's a stressful number sure so when the when the prices are high i've got i've got a big suv in a, in a large tank uh here's something i do and i'm, I'm not claiming to be uh some you know um expert on on filling your tank or, or saving money at the pump but this is just something i do i can't wait to it, hear it, this. it makes me feel better about myself sure uh, it does help my anxiety and my mental my mental health um wh- when i get to th- a fourth of a tank that's when i consider my car empty and that's when i go fill it up okay. and now instead of seeing 69 dollars and 72 cents for a tank of gas i'm seeing 44 dollars for a, for a tank there of you gas. go and 
while I'm I'm filling up car, it all it all equals out. I'm not saving a dime, most likely. It's just it's just nicer to look at a forty four dollar number, get in my car and drive away with a smile on my face instead of looking at seventy two bucks and getting in my car frowning. Uh, and driving away. So that's my no. little tip on how to have a, a little bit of a less of a frown when you drive away from the pump. Fill it that's, up when uh, you're at a quarter tank. Not a bad idea at all. Um, hey, maybe I should write a book uh, on you should how to frown less. <laughs> pump pump anxiety and how to deal with it. I like that a lot. Uh, well, who knew that wearing a certain pair of underwear could get uh, $50,000 donated to your favorite charity but that's exactly what happened underwear company me undies donated fifty thousand dollars to yukon coach dan hurley did you hear about this no no part of dan's game day attire (laughs) is a very it's got me choked up at a, a very special pair of me undies with dragons on them that he wears to all the games. Now, you might think to yourself, well, if they've got to play tournament games, I mean, that's a pretty short turnaround. But his undies are so special that his wife, when they travel, actually has a little portable washing machine for his underwear. And I'm not kidding about this. They bring a portable washing machine to wash portable his underwear washing because he, he has to wear the same pair of underwear. It for has every game. to be. Those are his special lucky underwear. It paid off for UConn this year. They won the championship. And uh, because Dan Hurley specifically uh, wore the Me Undies company, Me Undies stepped up to the plate and donated $50,000 to the Husky Ticket Project. And which provides Yukon sports tickets to disadvantaged youth. Oh, that's a great program. So um, I thought that that was so cool that they actually did that. I you know, it's it's not uh, uncommon for these type of superstitions to exist in sports and it's uh what a great marketing idea for the um the people at Me Undies. I mean, look at the publicity they're getting from us just talking about it right now. And I've never yeah. heard of Me Undies and now I have and I'm going to probably check out their website. And maybe I want to be a champion myself. Maybe I want some dragons on my underwear. You know, it might change your life. Um, now, they, the chances of me uh, being in a situation where I have to tell my wife, look, I need my special underwear, so you'll have to bring some portable laundry facility with you. I could just see the look on her face. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that Dan Hurley has a very good relationship with his spouse. Because she knew the importance of this tradition, I would maybe uh, this portable washing machine company needs to get involved with this uh, charitable na- donation as well. I mean, wouldn't you just wash them out in the sink? You would I, think. How uh, how extravagant do you have to get with cleaning these things? Well, you know, hygiene is important. I mean, maybe he's do- doing some extra damage. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he needs the the portable washing machine, and the, the sink just won't cover it. Um, all right, my, me undies. I'm going to check them out. Yeah. So hats off to them for donating fifty thousand dollars to charity because UConn coach Dan Hurley made them famous. Very good. Hey, our good buddy, you know, super close friend of ours, Gene Simmons, recently donated. Because <laughs> oh, joking me up. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're fine. Gene Let it out. Man, Let it, it out, just... Jay. <laughs> Get those Excuse demons me. out. This, that Gene, when he... He, Gene told me to take a little better care of myself. I said, Gene, I'm, I'm fine. Trust me. <laughs> Gene Simmons donated $250,000 to Mending Kids, providing life-changing surgical care to children. But I think that that's great. Gene is a very philanthropic guy. Quarter mil? 250000 Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and what's, the name yeah, of the, what's the name of this charity? <laughs> <laughs> It's called mending kids. It's a, it's a, it's for kids and their life life changing surgical needs. Though I think old disc jockeys, there should be a mending DJs. <laughs> Talk to my good friend Gene about this. Is there mendingj.org? Oh, uh, man, we can get Gene to give to. <laughs> I need vitamin C and a and a respirator. But you know, but I digress. You're, I'm, I can't stop laughing. Uh, no, it's, it is funny. This is the best way to do a radio show ever. You know what's great is when we talked before the show, we were both like, yeah, I don't feel very well, or I'm just coming off a cold, and we both were fine, and, and you didn't cough once. And now that oh. we're on the air, you're, yeah. it's like a subliminal uh it's in it's in the back of your head you're like don't cough jay don't cough jay don't cough jay and now you can't not cough (laughs) well you know this is as real as it gets folks (laughs) absolutely okay let me let me regain composure mending okay. kids okay this is a legit mending organization kids, yeah. mending kids uh they just received a quarter of a mil from gene simmons what does mending kids do they provide uh surgical uh care to children so my guess is well, especially when they use the phrase life-changing there are expensive procedures sometimes uh one of the things comes to mind uh cleft palate surgery and surgeries of that nature where it's cosmetic in but it also really increases the uh you know the quality of life for kids so my guess is that's the kind of work that they do is along those lines very yep that sounds great so proud of gene simmons he's been you know he's a great guy um very business oriented has never drank or smoke in his life uh and he's doing great things with his with his platform so hats off to gene yeah absolutely hey you know we talk a little bit about the buffets one of my favorite guys is warren buffett because i find him to be an amazing philanthropist and actually created a foundation to urge other billionaires to give uh freely uh of their uh you know, their wealth to enable the greater good. Well, um, we think he's a distant relative. I've seen uh, both proof and non-proof that this is the case, but Jimmy Buffett just made the world's billionaire list. And I know that that's one of your goals in life is to become a billionaire. And Jimmy just made the list, but there's still plenty of room for you. I That's on my list of things to do. Um it's i'm not very close i'll be honest with you jay uh it's going to take a while at this at this rate uh but that's uh, really amazing i cannot believe jimmy buffett and the th- those the you know the parrot heads and the hawaiian shirts you're telling me that goofiness that that circus that travels through your amphitheater every summer 
that guy's worth a billion dollars. That is amazing. It's that is amazing. amazing. I think so too. Hats off to him. He's actually got a good heart, but yeah. you're right. It, it, you know, I mean, to his credit, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lifestyle and, you know, everybody yells, Hey, we're a parrot head. And then they go back to their accounting job and, you know, but, but for that one evening, you know, they've got a blender on their head and a shark fan on it. They're yeah. enjoying life. So Well, and you know, I don't know how familiar you are with um, Margaritaville, but it's a whole series of resorts and restaurants. That, yeah, you told me that they're they're engaged in the hospitality world like you can't believe. Yeah, so you know I'm not saying that that Jimmy Buffett himself owns a resort in Punta Cana, uh, but it's got his name on it, so you know yeah. he's getting some of those uh, royalties or, or profits somehow. Yeah, he's uh, doing all right for himself. And then uh, here's an interesting note: Zarda Barbecue, which is a barbecue restaurant that is located in the heartland kansas city area they are teaming up with kansas city royals third baseman oh and i got to get his name just right hunter dozier because the sandwich is known as the big dozier oh that sounds delicious and when you order the big dozier it benefits the boys and girls clubs of kansas city and it is available uh throughout the greater Kansas City area at Zarda restaurants. And then here's one that you'll enjoy hearing about. Also, local high V stores. That is some delicious charity right there. Thank you, Jay. Oh, uh, interesting so stuff. I've got to try some. Uh, if you ever have a chance to eat a barbecue cha- uh, sandwich for, for charity, <laughs> do not pass that by. Uh, Jay, thank you for hacking your way through this episode. We hope you feel better. And we know as soon as your microphone goes off, you you probably won't cough again the rest of the day. Uh, We advise our listeners to wash your hands if you touch your volume dial because Jay just coughed on it. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com. 